price and metrics. He's been a consultant in the pricing space for a long time. He's now building technology to help brands SKUs, the corner grocery shop with over 250 SKUs, optimize pricing real time to quickly understand pricing, profitability, margins with the click of a button, taking what he knows from consulting in his head and putting it out in software space. He's got 10 folks on the team today, one of which is their coder who's actually being paid. The founders have put in 100K to build the MVP and three folks on that 10 person sales team working for equity are looking to land their first sale here in their next couple of months. Hey folks, my guest today is Mike Kimmel. He spent almost 30 years in analytics and pricing since obtaining a PhD in economics from UCLA. He's made a lot of money for a number of companies and decided it was time for him to make a world-class pricing accessible to companies of all sizes. That's why he launched Pricemetrics with an I in the middle, dot com. Mike, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, yes, I am. Thank you. All right. So what? Do you, give me a story. You said you've made a lot of money for a lot of other companies. Who are you making rich? Well, I've worked for a lot of Fortune 500 companies and uh, multinational corporations, both as a consultant and as an employee. Um, so uh, over time, I, I started out as kind of a, a lowly minion in analytics and uh, grew to uh, run the pricing department for uh, several large companies. Interesting. So tell me how price metrics max works. Uh, you, you did share pre-show your pre-revenue today. Uh, how are you? What's guiding how you build the software? Is it your own use case? Do you have some free users? How are you building MVP? Um, well, we actually have built our MVP um, to a large extent. Uh, this is the product that I always felt I needed when I was running pricing departments. Um, basically, what we do, what our software does is it finds the profit maximizing price for all of a company's SKUs. Uh, it also does a number of other things that are useful. For instance, it can tell you which products, which of your SKUs and which locations are responding well to being an ad, which of them respond well to being in circular for companies that produce circulars, that kind of thing. Uh, so it, it basically identifies information about different uh, products, how much you should charge for them, um, and uh, it tells you uh, what uh, it provides you with that information and it provides you with other information that allows you to run simulations, uh, determine whether you're going to accept the guidance provided by the software or not. You can always override the company's uh, the, the software's guidance. Um, and if you accept it, um, you know, uh, in general, we will raise your profitability. And Mike, what year did you launch or write the first line of code for the platform? Well, originally, the the company was going to be basically just a um, vehicle for me to do more consulting. So that was 2019. Uh, but uh, it really, it kind of grew uh, about a year and a half ago or so. People started join people from my past life started joining the company because they liked the idea. This like was joining full time as employees? Uh, joining part time. Everybody but me currently is part time. And how many are part-time today? We have uh, 10 people in the company right now. And how do you pay them if you're pre-revenue? That is an excellent question. Uh, we have one person getting paid right now, and uh, that's uh, our uh, head coder. Um, we, we basically are bootstrapping right now, although we are looking to raise money. Um, the rest of the team is working on equity. As I said, uh, everybody kind of uh, joined. This started out as a one-person operation, and uh, people liked what they heard. They liked the, the idea of uh, what we're planning to do, what we are doing, and how. And so little by little, people 
people started joining, next thing I knew, I had a company, sort of an accidental thing. Mike, one of the things I look for, obviously, with any early stage founder, is you've got to be able to convince world-class talent to join you, right? You've got to be very convincing. And mm -hmm. so why do they believe you? Why, why do they believe the equity they're working for right now is going to be worth anything? Um, well, everybody in the company, just about, with, with two exceptions, are people who've known me for a long time. So um, in each of the cases, these are people, some of them I've worked with. Um, most of these people, uh, if if I wanted to rip them off at some point, uh, presumably I would have done it a long time ago. They know me. I know uh, there's a trust factor. I mean, they can trust you, though, but still not know what the vision is going to be. There's a lot of people that trust the founders they work with, but they don't know if the equity is going to be worth anything. Uh, that that's a good point. Uh, basically, what we do have, um, well, I'm not the only person with a background in analytics in the team. Um, additionally, um, uh, so, so the others, um, they have they, they've had the opportunity to see what I can do with uh, analytics. Uh, they've seen they've had the opportunity to, to see what other people on the team can also do with their analytics skills. Um, so it kind of between the the skill set, knowing that the skill set is there, knowing that uh, uh, the others on the team have the ability to do X, Y, and Z, and uh, knowing what the software is intended to do, um, it just sounded compelling to a number of people. Um, you could have the you know, best code on earth with the smartest PhDs, but if you can't sell, there's no business and the equity is worth nothing. Um, how do you tell sure. a story that makes them understand that, hey, you can sell. Mike can sell a million dollars worth of this product. Well, actually, that's a funny little story. I began by trying to sell the product myself. Turns out Mike can't sell. Uh, Mike can sell the vision to uh, people who he knows um, and uh, who he gets introduced to. I guess I'm speaking in third person now. Um, but uh, basically, um, among the people who have joined the the, the company are, are three individuals. We have a three-person sales team. Uh, so um, one of the guys uh, who joined the company uh, was a VP of sales at a company that I worked for in the past. Uh, he recently retired from his uh, day job, and uh, he's decided to join us. Uh, we also have an experienced SaaS sales uh, another gentleman uh, who um, most of his background is in finance. Uh, well, but, so Mike, uh, what are the salespeople doing today? Because you're you're pre-revenue, right? So how close are they to landing the first customer? Um, that's a great question, and um, until we go through this process, I really will not know. However, we, we had our first uh, customer meeting last week um, that resulted in the customer basically seeing a demo of the product, liking what they saw, and uh, sending us some data so that uh, we could begin a um, pilot project with them. And you mentioned SKUs and pricing optimization. I'm looking at the website and looking at some of the screenshots yes. you have here. Is this really the best fit for folks with like a thousand SKUs, big e-commerce brands? Um, well, I mean, uh, a thousand SKUs or 250,000 SKUs. The software really doesn't care. Um, it's a distillation of uh, what I've been doing for 30 years, plus what uh, some of the other members of the team have been doing for. My, my point, though, is, Mike, is if there's someone all. listening right now that has an Etsy shop with three SKUs, they're not going to get value from Got your it. tool. What's the minimum amount of SKUs someone would need to get value from your tool? 
Um, that's a great question. Uh, my guess is that uh, probably if you've got less than 50 SKUs or so, or you do um, very little uh, in the way of transactions, you probably don't need the, the product. But one mm -hmm. of the things that we are aiming for, um, we have entered into um, um, a field where there, there is competition. There are some established companies out there. Uh, there are companies that have been around for 30 years. Like in, who? Uh, software. Uh, Pros. Pros uh, has been around for, I don't know, since the 80s, I believe. Um, and uh, they're, they're on the NASDAQ. I think last I checked, their market cap is about a billion and a half. Um, so we're up against some established uh, competitors. Um, but uh, what is different about us, aside from the fact that we think we do pricing better, and we have reason to believe we do pricing better, it's not just we think, but uh, we also have this vision where we're going to democratize this. Um, you cannot get pricing software at less than, call it, call it $150,000, $200,000 a year for an annual site license. We are shooting for something a little bit different. We we want to be able to service the corner grocery store. This is software, um, there, but um, the the I, I've, I've been in companies that have used a number of our competitors, and I've actually been a user myself. I I understand what they do. I understand the limitations of what they do, and I understand how to make this accessible. So we have made software that is accessible to much, much smaller companies. There's an entire range of companies out there that could never afford a quarter of a million dollar a year site license. We are going to be providing the same Understood. service to much smaller companies. That makes lots of sense. But but over you know, 100 SKUs, 250 SKUs, something around that is where this gets valuable. Now, I guess the question I yes. have for you is you've got one person that you're actual, actually paying. Nine are working for equity. Are you still doing the consulting? Is the consulting business still a thing? Uh, no. Um, okay. Our goal is not to be a consulting firm. Uh, we... Um, why shut it off though? I mean, some of the most successful SaaS companies start off as consulting. They do a million in consulting, two million in consulting until they can get the software built and then they start selling the SaaS. I understand that. Um, I didn't say we won't do consulting. I said our goal is not consulting firm, however. Uh, our goal, when we look at it, our goal is to be something like a QuickBooks for pricing. QuickBooks sort of created an industry out there. Um, before that, Everybody thought you need a bookkeeper, you need a person. And uh, possibly even if you're complicated enough, you, you need to go to Arthur Anderson or Ernst & Young or whoever. Um, right now, if you need, you can tell the, the bike shop around the corner, look, you need pricing help. And they'll say, yeah, but if I do, who am I going to go to? McKinsey? I mean, uh, you know, they can't afford it. We want to make this sort of um, service accessible to companies of all sizes. I understand the product vision very clearly. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to understand how you're going to get there, right? So I guess uh, the consulting that you were doing, did you own that consulting company? Uh, yes, I did some consulting, yes. But I guess why, why shut that? I mean, if you truly understand the customer's problem, shouldn't your consulting business be growing, not you shutting it off? Um. You may be right. I may not be necessarily going about this the right way. Um, sometimes... Uh, There's no right or wrong way. I'm just trying to get in your head. Um, long story short, uh, 
it comes down to something that uh, we discussed about uh, four or five minutes ago, which is that uh, I'm not the world's greatest sales guy. Uh, when I was focused on consulting, basically I had the same uh, customers uh, in year one that I had in year the customers that I had in year one. I still had in year eight. Um, Got it. What, what I, I am not good at is um, expanding business. Um, so um, basically, we have a sales team. And I want them to focus more on selling the product rather than selling something that is not. That makes sense. That makes sense, Mike. And you're bootstrapped today, correct? Yes or no? Um, I'd say yes. Uh, The reason I I put the I'd say in there is that uh, there has been some money put into the company by another member of the team. Um, so, but since he's part of the team, I would say that counts as bootstrapping as well. I, I would agree with that. Very cool. And how much have you guys all put in together so far? Um, I think about a hundred uh, K give or take. Does that make you nervous? Um, well, um, I will be a lot more comfortable once we start bringing in our first few customers. On that note, we're out of time. Let's wrap up Mike with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? Um, you know, the dogs of war. I've always liked that. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? No. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building price metrics? Um, well, we uh, use React for the front end. So probably that. Okay. Number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, now I get a lot more than I used to for a while. This was, uh, this was a hectic, um, uh, job and it took uh, a lot of time uh, while we were knee deep in, uh, now I'm becoming far and far more redundant than I used to be. Uh, and there's uh time for, uh, for me to sleep. So Mike, how many hours of sleep do you get? Uh, I would say I'm up to about seven. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Uh, I am married and I have a uh, 12-year-old kid. Very cool. And how old are you? Uh, that's uh, I'm kind of old for an entrepreneur. I am 53. All right. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, you know, started companies uh, other than consulting. I never really stuck with them. Um, and... Uh, I probably, had I known, I would have stuck with a few of them for somewhat longer um, and uh, made them work. Guys, there you have it. Price and Metrics. He's been a consultant in the pricing space for a long time. He's now building technology to help brands SKUs, the corner grocery shop with over 250 SKUs, optimize pricing real time to quickly understand pricing, profitability, margins with the click of a button, taking what he knows from consulting in his head and putting it out in software space. He's got 10 folks on the team today, one of which is their coder who's actually being paid. The founders have put in 100K to build the MVP and three folks on that 10-person sales team working for equity are looking to land their first sale here in their next couple of months. We'll see what happens. Mike, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Much appreciated.